In a time of deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. George Orwell. We are deeply saddened by Israeli murders of two journalists who have been bringing news from Gaza for the past three months. They were Al Jazeera's Hamza Wael al-Dadu and Agence France Presse journalist Mustafa Duraya. Their car was targeted by a single Israeli rocket while they were collecting information about the ongoing genocide of the people of Gaza. Our condolences go out to Wael al-Dadu and his family, colleagues and friends. He lost his wife and his other family members earlier in this struggle and today he has lost his oldest son. Equally, our brother Mustafa Thraya, his colleagues, family and friends, to them we extend our condolences. So let's go now to Al Jazeera English Live and hear the colleagues of the two journalists give their account of the murder by Israeli occupation forces. He was one of the rising stars in Gaza's media world and the eldest son of Al Jazeera's Gaza bureau chief, Wail al-Dahdur, one of the most well-known journalists in Palestine. Like he has done every day for the past three months, Hamza al-Dahdur had gone out to document the aftermath of an Israeli attack in southern Gaza. But the 27-year-old journalist never returned to file his report. I'm bidding farewell today. What else can I say? May God the Almighty give us strength, give us comfort, give us patience. May God the Almighty give us the strength to carry on. For the sake of Hamza and for the sake of all those killed, I say we will remain faithful. This isn't the first time Wail al-Dahdu has suffered such a loss. In October, his wife, other son, daughter and grandson were all killed in an Israeli strike on a house. And last month, he was injured in an Israeli attack that killed his colleague, Samir Abu Daqqa. For Hamza's friends, his death is a tragedy they can't comprehend. I don't want to cry, but I'm reporting this right now because I know that if, if Hamza was here, he wanted me to report and he wanted all of our, his colleagues to report and to continue reporting. And I'm so proud of Hamza and everything he did and everything he reported. Hamza had a close bond with his father, whom he worked with in the field. He was his first uh, born, his eldest son. Um, he was the one he relied on. He wanted him always by his side. He was so proud that Hamza studied um, journalism. AFP journalist Mustafa Thuraya was also killed in the same Israeli strike that targeted Hamza's car. At least 110 journalists have been killed since Israel's war on Gaza started in early October. Like many other people following the genocide, Al Jazeera is one of our main sources of information because of its balance and reliability. Sadly, 110 journalists trying to bring us the news have been brutally killed by Israeli occupation forces in the past three months. They have been an important source of truthful and reliable reporting in the face of lies carried by mainstream Western media. According to The Intercept, CNN runs its Gaza coverage past an Israeli censor team in Jerusalem prior to publication. 
This is not too surprising given the bias coveraged by CNN and other mainstream media outlets in the United States. Others include the NBC, New York Times and Fox. The New York Times has been publishing lies claiming the Palestinian resistance beheaded babies, burnt them alive and then used rape as a weapon of war. All these stories are intended to cover up and to excuse the genocide that the United States, United Kingdom and Australian journalists know is happening, but are afraid to report because they will get the sack or be cancelled in some other way. The Australian Broadcasting Commission has already sacked at least one journalist that the Commission perceived to be pro-Palestinian. Bogus stories are put out from the safety of Washington, London, New Delhi, New York or Sydney. Meanwhile, their colleagues from international media outlets in Gaza are being murdered. Mainstream media in the United States is trying to keep their electorate ignorant of what is going on to shore up either Democrat or Republican candidates and protect them from the complicity in the genocide. In May 2022, an Israeli sniper assassinated Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akhl by shooting her in the head while she was on assignment in Janine. This was a declaration of war by Israel against journalists. Abu Akhl's family sent a complaint about her assassination to the International Criminal Court. One year and nine months after Shireen Abu Akhl's assassination, by the Israelis, the court has done nothing. A few hours ago, on the 8th of January 2024, Al Jazeera Network issued the following statement. We urge the International Criminal Court, the governments and human rights organizations, and the United Nations to hold Israel accountable for its heinous crimes and demand an end to the targeting and killing of journalists. In response, the Israeli military issued one of its usual lies. An IDF aircraft identified and struck a terrorist who operated an aircraft that posed a threat to IDF troops. This is, of course, a transparent excuse by Israel trying to cover up a war crime. The International Court of Justice or the International Criminal Court, they are all familiar with Israeli lies, having been on the receiving end themselves. In June 2022, the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, promised to pursue accountability for the murder of Al Jazeera journalist Shireen Abu Akhla. He did nothing. On the 29th of December 2023, South Africa, a state, complained to the ICJ that Israel is committing genocide in Gaza. Israel routinely ignores orders from the International Court of Justice and the United Nations. For example, the ICJ ruled against the building of the apartheid wall. Israel ignored their request to stop building that wall. Here is what Dr. Hanan Hashwari has to say about the application by South Africa to the International Court of Justice. Palestine is deeply grateful. It is significant that a country that suffered from, resisted and defeated apartheid is addressing the ICJ to hold Israel to account and to bring about an immediate end to the genocide being committed in Gaza. 
Dr. Hashirari's views are understandable and hopeful. Understandable because the Palestinian Liberation Organization has been trying for such a long time to obtain an indictment against Israeli war crimes. This has been hindered because Palestine has not attained full statehood and it requires a reference to the ICJ of a state to get a genocide case up and running. Hopeful, I suppose, because of the extent of the genocide since the 7th of October 2023. There are indications that the ICJ are taking the allegation of genocide seriously this time. But will it stop Israel's genocide in Gaza? No. Only intervention will stop the genocide. No state is willing to take the risk. Here is former Labour leader Jeremy Corbyn's plea to his own parliament about supporting the efforts of South Africa to hold Israel account for the genocide. What we've just heard really does not measure up to the needs of the occasion. 22,000 people have already been killed, 1.9 million displaced, thousands dying in the rubble, thousands of children dying because of lack of medical care and food, people dying of starvation and thirst and hunger in the Gaza Strip at the present time. Cannot the government understand the anger around the world when they watch this in real time happening and why? So many people are very pleased that the government of South Africa has taken an initiative in going to the International Court in order to hold Israel to account for the deaths of so many wholly innocent people in Gaza. Can't the government understand that and at least support the South African process? The US is, is a law unto itself. Just look how it blockaded Cuba for over 60 years and still does and it has caused that enormous harm to the people of Cuba. The Secretary of State Blinken demonstrated his usual hypocrisy this morning when he claimed that the deaths of the journalists are an incredible tragedy. Is the United States condemn targeting journalists? I am deeply, deeply sorry for the almost unimaginable loss suffered by your colleague. I am, uh, I'm a parent myself, I can't begin to imagine the horror that he's experienced, not, not once, but now, not twice. This is uh, an unimaginable tragedy, and that's also been the case for, as I said, far too many at the same time, the United States provide Israel with the means to carry out the genocide. Here is a song written by John Boyd called Freedom in Palestine. It comes from an album, Living in the Colonies, and it was performed in West End in Brisbane in the mid-1980s. The song tells a story of the massacres of Palestinians at Shabra and Shatila refugee camps in Beirut. The massacres were supervised by the General Ariel Sharon who went on to become a Prime Minister of Israel. From the ancient town of Bethlehem to the valley of the sun Yes, into Beirut the 
Prince of Paradise have flown And one more holocaust hope to relieve the past Hide the guilt, remove the shame For the Nazi crime that's happened in our time This Palestine deserves to blame They're fighting for freedom in Palestine, yeah For all the world to see, yeah Freedom in Palestine A place for you and me, yeah Freedom in Palestine Let the people go Freedom in Palestine With the PLO In the West Bank and the Gaza Strip A fierce courage to prevail Family thrown in jail With only rocks and fists The people still resist Fight to hold their shrinking land From the Zionist state And the settlers hate And the USA hand in hand They're fighting for Freedom in Palestine Yeah, for all the world to see Yeah, freedom in Palestine For you and me, yeah. Freedom in Palestine, let the people go. Freedom in Palestine, with the PLO. At easy to diversity, there's a lesson to be learned. By the twisted men with the fascist gen and the hatred in their eyes And the fear that only the oppressor knows when they can't trust the will to survive They're fighting for freedom in Palestine, yeah, for all the world to see, yeah Freedom in Palestine you and me, yeah. freedom in Palestine, let the people go, freedom in Palestine, with the PLO. Australia 
act of genocide Gives you no cause for pride Strip your dignity away Open up your eyes And you will realize Why the PLO's here to stay It's fighting for Freedom in Palestine Yeah, for all the world to see Yeah, freedom in Palestine A place for you and me Yeah.